Realty. This show is part of the Thrill Me Podcast Network. Experience more on Facebook and YouTube. Welcome to the Reveal Rob Show. Hope everybody out there has been doing great since our last chat here, man. I appreciate you taking the time to join me. I am, of course, Reveal Rob. Coming at you with all kinds of news. Of course, I'm going to jump into the D.C. Um, debacle, I guess is what you want to call it. Or maybe when. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows how things are going right now with D.C. But definitely going to dive into that. We had that go on since the last time we talked. I uh, got, of course, mandatory horror movie news and some other movie news out there as well, man. I've got not one, not two, but three films to give a give a review on on this week's episode, man. So, again, appreciate you joining along. Please hit the like, hit the subscribe, share it with your friends and family, and please also follow the Throw Me Podcast Network. Uh, check out all the multitude of shows and things we got going on, man. You got the Metal Groove with Tombstone Josh. You got Haunter's Podcast with all the haunt news and HHN news out there. You've got the Mr. Wonderful Show with the entertainment focus and all that great stuff. And you've got Improper Guidance, which is a great talk show, which is just fun, man. Love that show. Love it. Every time I see, get that notification, there's a new Improper Guidance out, man. I'm like, yes, can't wait to watch that when I get off of work because that is some good quality. I'm not just saying that because I know the guys. But um, appreciate you again joining along. Uh, Follow us, Facebook, YouTube, you know, get the business end out of the way here. Um, that's what's going on. Um, before I jump into the movie news, I had a pretty awesome weekend, man. I went to my first time in quite some time, went to see the WWE live in action, baby, a WWE live event, uh, Saturday night's main event, if you will. Uh, they came to town. They came to uh, my local Coliseum here in North Charleston, South Carolina, and um had a fantastic time, man. Absolutely loved it. It's been way too long since I've been to a WWE show. You've heard me talk multiple times here that I love the WWE, big WWE fan. So being able to see it again has been great. Uh, last couple of weeks, WWE has been at its top. Uh, you know, a lot of things have changed, obviously. Been at its top, had another uh, NXT return tonight on Raw. So not going to tell you who it is. Not going to go full spoiler, but there's another. There was another one, man. Triple H's hands are all over everything now. Um but yeah, man, it was a great time. I had a great time at the event. Loved the action, seeing it. There's nothing like seeing uh, WWE live, man. WWE live is awesome. And I tell you what, man, great time. Loved hearing Alter Bridge live in a stadium. You know, I've seen Alter Bridge live before, but it's cool. It's cool seeing hearing the wrestling theme live uh, when the Judgment Day came out there. Finn Balor had a match. And, you know, it solidified that Finn Balor is one of my all-time favorite wrestlers. I was super excited, stood up, clapped along when they said, rise for the Judgment Day. I was up, like, in within a second. I was like, I was into it, man. Classic matches all the way across. Good night, good fun time. So that was awesome to be a part of. Loved it. Great stuff, man. So that's my uh, that was my weekend, other than watching the three films, uh, which I'll review later. But let's go ahead and jump into the news. Like I mentioned, we're going to start off with DC, because a lot of stuff's been going on over there at... DC Films, Warner Brothers Discovery, they're merging, they're becoming an anti-hero? <laughs> Who knows? Um, but uh, Batgirl has been cancelled, which I know that's been a talk, and a lot of people have talked about that. Uh, Mr. Wonderful talked about it on his show last week. Um, you know, just my thoughts on it. It does suck that it was cancelled. I was looking forward to it. I love uh, the Batman 
characters. I love the Bat family and all that stuff. So I was, I was interested in seeing that movie, uh, especially seeing Michael Keaton back as Batman. Now, of course, we're not completely lost of Michael Keaton as Batman. He will still be reprising the role in uh, the Flash film that is still scheduled to be happening. So, hey, yeah, it was it was weird news, man. It was very weird news to see that Batgirl got canceled, especially after they spent $90 million on this thing. Uh, and they're not just going to, you know, let it live on HBO Max or whatever. But uh, apparently new CEO over there uh, is wanting high-quality programming to be released when it comes to DC. And uh, according to reactions to the film, as well as uh, the look of the film, he felt that it wasn't up to quality, uh, especially after spending $90 million on it and possibly needing to spend even more on it to make it up to theatrical quality. So that was pretty much the reason Batgirl got canceled. It didn't look like it was DC quality, uh, according to the new Warner Brothers Discovery CEO over there. You know, take with that what you will. Again, I am disappointed that the movie was released. Uh, they did release a photo of uh, Batgirl and Michael Keaton in the Batman suit. I, I, I'm I'm be honest, it didn't look the best. Kind of did look like an episode of something you'd see on CW. So I guess I understand a little bit where he's coming from about look-wise. Uh, with that said, again, you spent $90 million on a movie, you should at least release it, especially after the hard work that everybody put into that film and you're this close to release. Probably would have been a better move to just go ahead and let it live on HBO Max, but uh, especially since you're going to be doing a restart of the DC Universe, might as well just say, hey, we shot this thing, here it is, enjoy it, and then, you know, much like they did with the Snyderverse movie, um, Zack Snyder's Justice League, you finally put that on HBO Max after, you know, fan, fan campaign, you let it live, obviously nothing's going to come from it, so... You let it live. They should have done the same thing with Batgirl here, in my opinion. Let it live on HBO Max. Let it have its day. Let people enjoy it. And then in 2023, when you're doing your reset, guess what? There was that movie. Now we're into a new world. So I, I don't know if it was the best move in the world to go ahead and cancel this Batgirl uh, film, but at least they gave some kind of reason for it. It wasn't just, hey, let's scrap it. Uh, whether it's a good reason or not, I will let you be the judge of that. Um, I can understand both sides which is why I'm glad I had some time to really go over this. So let's jump into some more things involving this. So Warner Brothers has reportedly come up with a 10-year plan. Uh, it's not something new. We've heard this before when it comes to DC films, but this new CEO is already showing that he's making moves and wanting to make DC a very quality over quantity programming. And so he's working on a new year, 10-year program for the DC films. And he's also making DC films its separate studio, much like Marvel Studios is over at Disney. So they are making moves to the positive here. Uh, make it an own separate studio. You're going to put somebody in charge of it and let live whatever lives over there. Um, so they're working on that, similar to the MCU style over at Disney. Um, Batgirl, again, has been canceled. Reports the Supergirl movie. Uh, which I honestly flew over my head, eh, pun intended, that I, I didn't know they were making a Supergirl movie, honestly. But uh, that apparently has been scrapped. Uh, this was the Supergirl movie that would be star Sasha Kali, who is going to be first seen for us in the DCEU in the upcoming Flash film. So that may be on the way out as well. Shazam! Fury of the Gods and Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom are both uh, rumored to be moving back scheduled releases. Uh, Black Adam is still on track to release in October. So so basically all this information came from a Warner Brothers Discovery uh, quarterly investor call. Um, things that happen with businesses, they have these investor calls. You let you know the people who are investing in the company, you let them know what your plan is, what the future looks like, all that stuff, so they'll continue investing. Uh, at this, CEO David Saslav said that DC is a high priority for the studio as well as the Harry Potter films. And he states his plan to form a team with a 10-year plan focusing just on DC. This is uh, much like the MCU's approach with uh, Disney. Disney's MCU approach, Warner Brothers wants to focus on quality and not release DC movies before they are ready. Hence the reason they canceled Batgirl. Uh, despite saying they have a 10-year plan, however, says Love does not mention who would be leading the team. Now, the speculation who could maybe possibly lead the team is a man by the name of Alan Hearn. Uh, Discovery has recruited Alan Hearn back to the company in a consulting position. Uh, after he retired, uh, he was with Disney and he retired in 2021. Uh, he was part of the MCU team over there. So hence why you would bring him over here, especially if you're trying to follow the MCU team's approach to uh, your DC universe. Uh, Horn was previously COO of Warner Brothers from 1999 to 2011. And uh, under his leadership, you did have the major 
franchise, huge success of the Harry Potter franchise, and Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy, which was a huge success as well. Uh, with Horn returning to Warner Brothers, Saslav is likely hoping that he will be able to uh, shape DC back to the box office success that it was um, during the Dark Knight days while bringing in everything he learned at Disney with the MCU. Which is, you know, I mean, understandable. You're obviously not going to bring Kevin Foggy in. so But having somebody who helped uh, Kevin Foggy build the MCU over there and, you know, who's part of the Dark Knight trilogy success and all that stuff, I think it could be a good move to bring him in. Again, remember, nothing confirmed. We know absolutely nothing about who is running the DC Universe. Uh, seems like Walter Hamada might be out soon as well, which uh, makes... Um, Walter was uh, upset about the Batgirl canceling and, you know, him being uh, possibly released and removed from D.C. Uh, will probably make Ray Fisher happy. Um, not going to go into that story, but yeah, if you know, you know. Uh, let's see. So right now, D.C., as far as films, we know that Black Adam is coming. That is October 21st of this year. Uh, currently still at the moment, Shazam will be releasing December 21st of this year. Uh, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, a movie I will not be seeing, uh, that is releasing March 17th, 2023 at the moment. Again, remember there is reports that Shazam and Aquaman could be, you know, pushed. Uh, not not canceled, but, you know, release time pushed. Uh, the Flash, still 100% scheduled to happen, uh, is released uh, for July, uh, June 23rd, 2023. And then Blue Beetle is still on reports. Remember, Blue Beetle was a movie that was going to be an HBO Max original. That was bumped up to a theatrical release so they must have seen something in blue beetle they didn't see in batgirl uh but that's going to be releasing august 18th 2023 uh no dceu films after 2024 have been set for release so uh it, it, there's an opening and again there's a plan to reset the dceu so after these films that they've already announced come out i would not be surprised to see us restarting in a big bad way over here at the DCEU. Um, more quotes from the COO. He said, we're not going to release any film that's not ready. The focus is going to be how we make each of these films as good as possible. DC is something we think we can make better. We have some great DC films coming up, Black Adam, Shazam, and Flash. We've seen them. We think they're terrific, and we think we can make them even better. Uh, also heavily analyzed... Um, so that's how the DC stuff, they went into the direct-to-streaming movies, uh, how they perform and everything. It says, no comparison to what happens when you launch a film in theater. So they are wanting to move, uh, from what I'm understanding, they're wanting to move the film releases. They don't want DC films releasing on HBO Max. They want them releasing in theaters. They feel like DC is a big brand. They want to protect the DC brand, and they want the films to release in theaters, which... Fair enough. Marvel doesn't have any of their movies releasing on Disney+. Plus. Uh, the only time they did that was Black Widow, and that was because of COVID, um, and it took a long time for them to finally do that, and it was under a pay window. Um, so, I mean, a little bit, You can be, if you're going to be understanding here, you can understand why they don't want to release films, you know, on HBO Max. Shows, still very much a possibility. Um, we'll get into that in a little bit, but as far as films goes, it sounds like um, they do not want DC films releasing on HBO Max. Now, now fear of less HBO Max series going forward, Saslav did say, quote, our strategy is to embrace and support and drive the incredible success that HBO Max is having. They also promised that programming from HBO and HBO Max remains the centerpiece of the combined service. So I think... Um, shows are something you're not going to have to worry about. And we'll, again, we'll talk about shows here in a little bit. Uh, Warner Brothers Discovery is also changing its uh, release from theaters to streaming date. So uh, this week, as of recording this episode, Elvis was supposed to hit HBO Max. Uh, it was previously announced that the film would hit on August 9th of release date, but that is no longer happening. Uh, when reached for comment, the studio said that Elvis would eventually arrive on the platform, but the release window for films moving forward would be a case-by-case -case basis, signaling that they have gotten rid of the 45-day window experiment that they started during the COVID. Um, now, this isn't just a Warner Brothers thing. Top Gun Maverick um, already beat that. Uh, they beat the punch by returning to a 90-day theatrical window, followed by a video-on-demand release before hitting streaming at a later date. Um, unlike other Paramount films, 
Top Gun Maverick did not make a 45-day jump to Paramount+. Plus, As you can tell, uh, Top Gun Maverick is not there. It's still making a huge run at the box office. It's probably one of the reasons they're not pulling it to uh, the video on demand or the uh, Paramount Plus yet because it is still making a lot of money. It just passed uh, Titanic for box office. So there you go with that, man. Um, so, yeah, it sounds like when it comes to streaming, the 90-day window is back into effect instead of the 45-day window. Now, positive DC news. And again, you can take however you want with that news. I think the fact that they're working on a plan is a positive. I think the fact that they want to make the film's quality instead of quantity is a good thing. I don't like the Batgirl got canceled. I don't like that uh, it seems like they're canceling a lot of things. But at the same time, they're keeping a lot of films on schedule. They're trying to put together a plan and they're working on something. And, you know, again, I love DC. I'm here to watch the DC stuff. So if they keep it going, we'll be fine. I know the Batgirl cancellation was a huge shot to a lot of people, um, especially, you know, when it was that close and that much money was spent on it. It doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense, but, you know, there's a, there's some kind of plan going forward and we'll see what ends up happening there. Now, um, other DC news that broke Joker 2. Uh, it's easier to say Joker 2. Joker Fale Du uh, was teased. We got a teaser for that film and a release date. So the film will be releasing October 4th, 2024. And a little teaser video we did see that Joaquin Phoenix will, of course, be back as uh, Arthur Fleck, a.k.a. Joker. Ooh. And uh, Lady Gaga has been announced for the film officially as well. Uh, it's believed that she'll be playing the Harley Quinn character uh, nothing hasn't been confirmed i don't think it's been confirmed but um lady gaga is officially in the film you know we can assume it's harley quinn and i think lady gaga is going to be amazing in the film especially if they're doing the musical thing that hasn't been confirmed officially either but um i'm into it man either way i like it i enjoyed the first joker film i'm due do for a rewatch on that one, but into it. I'm into it. I'm into it. Um, also evolving the Joker film. It looks like Zazie Beetz is in talks to reprise her role as Sophie. Uh, Beetz' uh, character Sophie was the neighbor to Arthur Fleck, single mom who was struggling in Gotham City and was uh, Arthur Fleck's crush in the film. So good to see that Zazie is apparently going to be back as well. Uh, more DC news. When asked if he'd be seeing if we'd be seeing him in a Marvel or DC project soon, Idris Elba said he's currently working with DC on something really big. Now we can assume that this would be to um, be something that would continue on his character Bloodsport that we saw in James Gunn's Suicide Squad. Remember, James Gunn is working on several projects with DC, and this is something that has been rumored before uh, that a Bloodsport show could be in the works. So. Uh, Good on him, man. Bloodsport was cool in the film. Idris Elba was a fantastic, talented actor. So, I like it, man. Bring it on. Uh, as far as James Gunn and shows go, Peacemaker Season 2. That was a worry that people had after the DC things have been going on. And uh, James Gunn has answered the worry. Uh, on Twitter, a fan asked, Is Peacemaker Season 2 safe? After the news of Batgirl's demise, and Gunn replied, Yes, guys, calm down. Um, so season two of Peacemaker is still happening. And again, I don't think any DC shows are in trouble. I don't think any of the HBO Max shows are in trouble. Um, it's the films. It's the films that were supposed to be on HBO Max that are being changed. And again, like I said, Blue Beetle was bumped up to a theatrical release. Obviously something was wrong with Batgirl. Um, so yeah, Peacemaker season two is happening, which is great news because season one of Peacemaker was fantastic. Absolutely loved it. Loved everything about it. Can't wait to see season two. Uh, so yeah, uh, speaking of James Gunn, I'm moving over to the Marvel world here. Uh, James Gunn has stressed the importance of watching the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, calling it an epilogue to phase four of the MCU and a must watch before Guardians three. So uh, if you're wondering... Yes, even the holiday special is connected uh, to something that you have to watch in the MCU. Uh, so there you go. That's going to, that's, there you go. All right, let's jump into horror news now as producer Roy Lee has provided an interesting teaser about the Friday the 13th franchise, the long embattled Friday the 13th franchise. It's been, what, 13 years since the last movie? Dude, that's funny. I mean, it's not funny, but. <laughs> pretty uh, ironic, don't you think? Uh, 13 years before, since the last time we had a Friday the 13th film. Uh, he was on a podcast called the Boo Crew Podcast and in an exclusive chat he said, quote, that one is something that I would love to talk about. You may be hearing something by year's end on that front, end quote. So, 
Could Friday the 13th finally be back? Man, it's been a while. I think it's been long past time to see Jason Voorhees back on screen. Uh, he's an iconic slasher film icon. It's a horror icon. So it's time to see Jason back on the big screen. Hopefully they've got all the nonsense that they're working on figured out. And they can get the character back out there, man, because it has been long overdue, just like Freddy Krueger has been long overdue since we had one of those movies. Uh, continuing on with Roy Lee and the Boo Crew podcast, uh, he was also asked about the possibility of another Stranger sequel, to which he said, quote, I think the next three are in production next month with another filmmaker that people will know. Uh, end quote. So, next three. <laughs> so there's three Strangers projects in the work, or even three films, I guess. Uh, I think the next three are in production next month. So, um... Cool, awesome. I've been, I enjoyed both Stranger films. Actually, the first one is great, and I, the second one was really good. Uh, it has you know some nonsense in it, but overall, I thought it was a very good movie. So um, yeah, give me more. Why not three? It's very interesting. <laughs> you know, it's very interesting that there's three going into production next month. It kind of makes me feel like um, oh, what's the thing? Fear Street, because all three of those released pretty quickly, so maybe this is the same release with them, I don't know, but next three going in production next month, apparently, so if you're a Strangers fan, you've got a lot of things to look forward to here, uh, also, if you're a Paranormal Activity fan, you may have something to look forward to here, uh, reports of another installment in the Paranormal Activity franchise is currently possibly happening and eyeing a 2023 release, however, franchise creator Orin Pelly uh, tweeted, there are stories coming out about sequels in the works. Those are listed on IMDb as Paranormal Activity 8, Remake, etc. Those are not real sequels. We have nothing to do with them and do not know these people who claim to be making these films. Uh, so that is more of a suggestion that there are no current plans for an eighth. Eighth! Jeez, there's freaking seven of these Paranormal Activity movies? I've seen maybe one. <laughs> you know, I've maybe seen one of them. Uh, it's a franchise that I would probably have to dive into at some point in time. But yeah, wow, seven. I did not. I honestly did not know there were seven of these films. Wow. I remember there was like one that was released on Paramount exclusively, but uh, like this year or last year, this year maybe. Maybe it was last year. I don't know. But yeah, wow, that's interesting. Let's see. Uh, reported by Deadline. Uh, FX head John Landgraf has revealed that filming on the first ever live action series within the Alien sci-fi horror franchise is set to begin next year, 2023, man. So, Alien, this is a show that's been talked about for a while. Um, a lot of anticipation for this show, and hopefully it turns out to be really good. Um, you know, a lot of people are worried that Disney got their hands on the Alien franchise and wondering what they would do with it, much like the Predator franchise that they got their hands on. And I'll be giving my thoughts on that a little bit later. Uh, but at the moment, I'm into it, man. I'm into, you know, give me some alien stuff. Aliens, alien, the Xenomorph has always been like a super cool looking character, man. Always been really cool to see. So, yeah, give me more of that. All right, let's see. Jumping out of horror news into just regular movie news. <laughs> um, Tom Cruise and Chris McQuarrie are in the early stages of setting up three very different projects. Uh, They're still in the thick of filming Mission Impossible 8 at the moment, but uh, the duo is working on multiple projects. One is an original song and dance style musical they'll craft as a star vehicle for Cruise. Uh, this will not be the first time Tom Cruise has been in a musical. He was, of course, in Rock of Ages, where he learned to sing and dance for the film, and apparently he's been interested in doing another musical since. Uh, they're also setting up another original action film with franchise potential. And the third is they're also working on something involving Tom Cruise's character from the Tropic Thunder franchise, Les Grossman, um, the dance-happy studio executive that, you know, stole the show in Tropic Thunder, if you will. Now, it's unclear if they're creating a whole movie around that character or if they will um, include him in some other kind of vehicle. But uh, those are the three things that they are apparently working on right now. And that's not the only thing they're working on, because, again, they are working on Mission Impossible 8. They also, remember, have... The space movie, you know, the movie that they're going to shoot in space with NASA and um, I think Elon Musk's SpaceX thingy. So <laughs> a lot of stuff going on with them, man, but they are a fantastic duo. They've been they've been doing great work. So 
more power to him. That all sounds like interesting stuff, and I love Tom Cruise, so into it. Let's see. Uh, the Devil in the White City has officially been ordered to Hulu after many years of production or background or trying to get it to go into production. Uh, it's been officially ordered to series at Hulu and will be starring the one and only Keanu Reeves in one of the lead roles. Uh, the series is based on a book of the same name. It tells the true story of Daniel H. Burnham, who uh, Keanu Reeves will be playing. He's a demanding but visionary architect who races to make his mark on history with the 1893 Chicago's World Fair and Dr. H. H. Holmes, America's first modern serial killer, the man behind the notorious murder castle built in the fair's shadow. Uh, this will mark Keanu Reeves' first major American television role. Good on him, man. Uh, this is produced by... Um, uh, God, why am I blanking? Scorsese and DiCaprio. Uh, and I believe Keanu is doing some executive producing as well. So, a lot of powerhouses behind this thing. It has every intention of being good. And it could be good, man. And let's see, last bit of news here. Paramount Pictures has unveiled a release date for the upcoming third Sonic the Hedgehog film. As well, they have pushed back the date for an untitled Smurfs animated musical. They're making another Smurfs movie? Wow. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 3 will now release on April 20th, 2024. And the Smurf pick will be releasing on February 14th, 2025. Um... Uh, that release date for Sonic puts it up against Avatar 3. So we'll see how that ends up going. Um, you know, we'll see how Avatar 2 does this year. Because honestly, that one trailer they gave me is not selling me at all. Now, I'm not a huge fan of the Avatar stuff to begin with. But yeah, that new trailer was like, eh. But um, Sonic, man. Sonic has been a huge success. Like, you remember when that trailer first came out and everybody's like, oh, no, that's not my Sonic. And then they did the a respectable thing, and went back in and edited the character to be more like Sonic. And uh, that first film grossed, what, $319 million? And then the sequel, you know, grossed more than that. The sequel made $400 million. So, more power to him, man. If, you, I mean, if it's working, it's working. So, go ahead and keep doing it. Don't know if Jim Carrey will be back. I remember Jim Carrey probably said that Sonic 2 was his uh, final role. But at the same time, he probably still works. So, maybe they can get him back for... Eggman. Um, but yeah, there you go. Fun news. So that's the news for this week's episode before I get into our three reviews for the week. But man, a lot of stuff there to go over. Uh, we'll see what ends up happening with DC. Obviously, I cover it. DC's mandatory news. I talk about each episode of the show as well as horror news is mandatory. So we'll keep you posted on the DC stuff as it builds. We're going to go ahead and hit a pause for the cause and then I'll be uh, back with my first review. Forgetting what you do for a living. Take the gun. Every job I do, somebody dies. I'm not that guy anymore. Some conflicts require a gun. Hey, this is nice. Okay, what am I snatching and or grabbing? A briefcase. You said you wanted simple for your first job back. Doesn't get simpler. You stab me? The way you ruin your life, the way you ruin mine. Dude, I don't even know you. There's nothing simple about this job. Something else going on here. Yeah, I'm not the only one on this train looking for this case. Evan. Where's the briefcase? Oh, it's not shit. It was just there. 
we are right on schedule. Everything that's ever happened to you. This is gonna sting, bitch! Oh. Has led you here. Fate. That's a shit deal. Oh, no, thank you. You know what? Do you have uh, anything sparkling? That's the one. Thank you. Domo arigato. You sure you want to talk this out? Not particularly, no. Okay. All right, and I'm back for this week's first review, man. That was the trailer for Bullet Train, starring Brad Pitt. Bullet Train is rated R for pervasive language, brief sexuality, strong and bloody violence. It is an action mystery thriller. Fantastic triple there. It is two hours and six minutes, and it is only in theaters. In Bullet Train, Brad Pitt stars as an unlucky assassin determined to do his job peacefully after one too many gigs gone off the rails. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes currently has a critic score of 53%, Jesus, and audience score of 78%, while IMDB is more on track with a 7.5 out of 10. Um, if you couldn't tell by my very judging of their judging, <laughs> I absolutely enjoyed the heck out of this movie. What a fun, 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 fun time this movie is. Great action throughout the film. There is definitely mystery in it. That's a good time. Always and is a thriller. You know, you got a mystery, you got a thriller. They go, they go hand in hand, man. But absolutely freaking loved this movie, man. I remember the first time seeing the trailer, I was like, yes, I want to see that. So uh, when it finally released, got to see it in theaters and absolutely enjoyed it from start to finish. There wasn't a bad moment of the film for me. I feel like everything that they did in the film was great yeah it's a little you know over the top at moments a little a little ridiculous at moments but it made for a good time and you know i can't really think of anything bad man it was very well very well put together the music in the film as you kind of heard there in the trailer so good like everything about the movie the look the style the the action just everything is so well done like what a job and what a freaking great time brad pitt is having you know like i have i'm, I'm gonna be 100 honest with you i've never really fully paid attention to brad pitt's career i've always known him as a star he's always been like a big star as long as i can remember but never like focused on his career but man dude is just knocking it out of the park lately from the things i've seen uh you know going back to once upon a time in hollywood like he was freaking incredible in that film, right? And then this movie, he's just freaking killing it again. Like, he is just awesome. Like, I kind of feel like I've missed on Brad Pitt a little bit, you know? kind of feel like I need to go back and watch some Brad Pitt films because he's just incredible. And to be honest with you, the whole cast is stellar, man. Everybody in this movie is freaking knocking it out of the park. Uh, you know, just mentioned Brad Pitt. Joey King, like, the future of acting. As far as I'm concerned, there's some actresses you pay attention to, like Emily Bobby Brown and Jenna Ortega. Joey King is just absolutely incredible from the the young girl, the young daughter we saw in the first Conjuring film to where she is now. Just what a powerhouse of an actress she is. And she she nails it in this movie. Aaron Tyler Johnson. He's incredible. Brian Tyree Henry. Absolutely incredible. Zazie Beats talked about her earlier. She's great in the movie. Everybody in this movie is just top-notch, dude. It's a fun time. Highly suggesting it in theaters. I saw it in theaters. Highly suggesting it in theaters. Saw it in RPX theaters, so, you know, you got the seat rattling and all that stuff with the train and everything. Good time. Highly suggest checking the movie out because it is worth your time, man. Uh, go check it out. Don't listen to these Rotten Tomatoes schmucks with their 53%. No, 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 no. This is one of the best movies of the year as far as I'm concerned. And I'm telling you, dude, like, this year is just killing it with content. The films they are releasing this year is just killing it. So, Bullet Train, I almost said Bulletproof, Bullet Train gets two very enthusiastic thumbs up for me. I haven't done that in a while. Two very enthusiastic thumbs up for me. I say see it in theaters. It is absolutely worth seeing in theaters. It is a very good time film. Yes, some things do go over the top, but it fits this movie uh, very well, and it fits what they're going for, and I absolutely adored the movie. So, uh, Bullet Train gets a very much go-see 
in theaters for me. Uh, that does it for our first review, which means we have to go to our next review. Remember, I got three of these bad boys for you. So uh, let's queue up trailer two. Why do you want to hunt? Because you all think that I can't. I saw a sign in the sky. I'm ready. Mamoy, Nita. it off there cutting it off there jesus these freaking trailers man um i haven't seen the new trailer the only trailer i ever saw for the movie i'm about to review prey uh was the teaser trailer I never watched the other trailers and watching that like so glad i didn't watch that because again just ruined a scene right away um so don't watch any of the prey trailers just watch that teaser trailer you're good enough so prey uh, <laughs> uh is rated r for strong bloody violence is an action adventure film it's one hour 39 minutes and it is an Hulu original. We're going to talk about that in a moment. Uh, it is set in the Comanche Nation 300 years ago. Prey is the story of a young woman, a fierce and highly skilled warrior. She has been raised in the shadow of some of the most legendary hunters who roam the Great Plains. So when danger threatens her camp, she sets out to protect her people. Uh, this is the new Predator film set 300 years ago man uh rotten tomatoes currently has a critic score of 92 percent and an audience score of 81 percent while imdb has it as 7.3 out of 10 ah, imdb likes bullet train more than prey interesting um so what did i think of prey well you know you see <laughs> you see here my thoughts are what the hell was this movie doing as a hulu original film what a waste that was. This movie should have been in theaters. Are you kidding me? Just mention with Bullet Train, I'm going to mention it here with Prey. This is one of the best films of the year, bar none, dude. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. The action's amazing. The adventure's amazing. The acting by this freaking incredible actress by the name of Amber Midthunder kills it, steals it. Amazing. I don't know a whole lot of Amber Midthunder's you know, filmography, but pay attention to her because the way she is in this movie, absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. It uh, looks like she was on the FX series Legion and the CW series Roswell, New Mexico, as well as a bunch of other films. So she's obviously done stuff, but this movie is her like calling card for the end all be all like, oh, who's coming in to audition? Amber Mid Yeah. Hire her. Freaking incredible. Absolutely incredible. So pray. New Predator film, and I recently, with my brother, watched some of the Predator films. Uh, the first one, the second one, yada yada. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to be fair here. <laughs> going to be honest with you, okay? I'm always honest. I like the first Predator movie. The other ones I find never seeing again. Um, just, it, just it's, it's, it's the truth, okay? And, you know, I could probably see him again. That second one was rough. I know, I know, Zack and Wendy, y'all enjoyed it. That's fine. I'm not here to judge you for it. Me? Didn't like it. Um, and I honestly don't remember the other Predator films, even though I just watched them recently. I guess that's how much they made to me. But this movie? Oh my, are you kidding me? It was so good, dude. It was so good. And I love seeing the 92% score, whether you follow Rotten Tomatoes or not. I love seeing that. I love seeing all the positive reactions on social media, especially around a movie, because mostly there's always negative reactions. I'm sure you can find some if you look hard enough, but most, mostly it's been great movie, great movie. One of the best movies of the year. Top-notch, top-notch. Best Predator movie, which I'll get into that in a moment. Um, so it's been nice to see. I applaud this film for doing, is they've had... They had you know, and I applaud them so much for having a large uh, Native American cast. Like, they made sure they cast it correctly, and they did a great job there. And I also give them credit for there is a Comanche dub of the freaking film as well. So if you don't want to watch it in English, you can watch it in Comanche, which I'm thinking about going back and watching it and get that feel and that style of the film, because I think that's probably 
a really good way to watch, especially to feel the character more, uh, which great character development throughout the film with, uh, just blanking on the character's name. <laughs> I think it's Naru. Naru, yeah. Um, great character development with uh, Naru throughout the film. And again, yeah, I might check out that Comanche dub because that's probably probably another way to really feel the feeling of the movie. Um, but you don't have to do that. The English feeling, you can very much feel the feeling of the movie. It's very, very well done. Uh, circling back to a couple things here. Should not have ever been a Hulu original. I understand last couple Predator films were not met with the best reactions. Um, so I get your worry with releasing a Predator film. Uh, you know, I'm looking up uh, Rotten Tomato scores of all the Predator films at the moment. Predator movies. Okay, there we go. But um, yeah, I get the worry there, but... You know, so that's probably why, but I mean, this movie is just high quality awesomeness. Like, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know how you do it. Uh, let's see. So ranking wise, uh, the first Predator film is number one at 92%. Uh, not the first Prey is that no, excuse me. At number one is Prey at 92%. Uh, number two is Predator at 80%. Uh, number three, they have Predators. 2010 release that was 65%. Uh, the Predator at number four with 33%. Predator 2 at number five with 32%. Alien versus Predator at 22%. Um, Alien versus Predator Requiem at number seven with 12%. Wow, they hated those movies, didn't they? Um, good to know I'm not the only one that thinks Predator 2 isn't a high ranked movie. <laughs> Um, but yeah, as far as I'm concerned, yes, this is my favorite Predator movie, bar none. Absolutely bar none. Fantastic. I know Schwarzenegger, Jesse Ventura in the first movie. Absolute classic. 80s classicness. I'm not going to hate on that movie. That movie is fun for uh, its time. But Prey is an absolutely incredible movie that I cannot pick any part out of that I'm like, ah, I didn't like that. I ah, could have done without that. Didn't need it. Fantastic movie. Fantastic movie from start to finish. And this movie is, again, what? How long is it? An hour and 39 minutes? Perfect. Perfect. Perfect amount of time. Perfectly put together movie. Amazingly acted film. Absolutely. Prey is another win for the year. Top-notch film. Gonna be in my top ten films of the year. Which I need to start working on that. Because, jeez, man. I'm gonna have to do a top 20. There's so many good movies this year. So many good movies. So, there you go. That's Bullet Train and Prey. And I have one more review for you. So, gonna hit the pause again. Gonna pull up our next trailer and talk about the next film. It's a great day to be alive, isn't it? Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. I'm guessing that some of you, you're not happy. Maybe you don't fit in. People make fun of you. Well, I can't make you straight, but forgive us this week and we might be able to help. Voice cabin over there, girls cabin over there. I use they them pronouns, as in they can't believe they're at this camp. I have zero interest in not being gay. There's no judgments in this room. Sometimes Oisha was invisible. I would understand it a lot more if there was Bible thumping and queer bashing. Do you even believe in any of this? Do you think your parents are disappointed in you? Sometimes. So what do you do? You try to make yourself special. You become they. Today, we're going to be exploring traditional gender roles. Look how long they've been doing this. It's time to play. This could get a lot worse. Where's my killer? We need to get out of here. Taste. Just enjoy the sunshine and work on your tan. They slash them. Streaming only on Peacock. And a bit. 
All right, so the final review for this week's episode is a film called They Slash Them, as you heard there in the trailer. It is a horror mystery thriller film coming in at one hour and 49 minutes and is a Peacock-exclusive original film. Uh, Kevin Bacon plays Owen Whistler in the slasher horror film set in an LGBTQIA plus conversion camp. Uh, several queer campers join Whistler for a week of programming intended to, quote, help them find a new sense of freedom, end quote. When an unidentified axe murderer starts claiming victims, things get even more dangerous. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb are not very friendly to this film. As a critic score of a 29% and an audience score of 16%, while IMDb has it at a 3.4 out of 10. Um, I've seen a lot of hate for this movie too, honestly. I've seen that a lot of hate on social media for this movie. Uh, being honest with you, completely 100% honest, I didn't hate the movie. You know, I really didn't hate it. Um, you know, this was a pretty stacked weekend of things to watch and I wanted to check it out, man. One, it's a Blumhouse film. Two, it's categorized as a slasher film. And three, Kevin Bacon's in it, man. Can't go wrong with Kevin Bacon, right? So, I looked... I saw the hate for the movie, and then I watched the movie, and I'm like, I don't... Is it a great movie? No. Is it a flawless movie? No. It's... It's fine. You know, it's a fine film. You know, it's a slasher film. <laughs> like, what are you expecting? Are you expecting, like, something just over-the-top and incredible, and, you know, just all that? I mean, it's a slasher film set at a camp, you know, we've seen tons of those, you know, we've seen a lot of those, we mentioned one earlier, you know, on the 13th, so, I don't think this movie's all that bad, I, I, I don't think it's, it's not something I'm gonna run to to watch again, I'll tell you that much, it's, it had its, it had its good moments, uh, you know, I applaud them for having a mostly LGBTQIA plus cast, and touching on, you know, the issues that they would face, um, and I, I honestly wonder if that's where a lot of the hate comes from. And, you know, like, oh, don't play that card. I'm going to play that card because it's a truthful card to play. We see this all the time. A film that is centered around something different, something out of the norm for some people, you know, uh, they just attack it because they don't understand it. And this is a film, again, fairly, you know, LGBTQIA+. And, you know, deals with that, and all the characters are that, and there's nothing wrong at all with that, you know? So, if that's the reason you hate the movie, then please, you know, look at yourself in a mirror and figure out, you know, your issue. Because there's nothing wrong with LGBTQIA plus people at all. Um, I, I, you know, again, the film is fine. I'm not gonna, it's not... It's not going to be up for any Oscars. It's not going to win any awards. Uh, you know, as far as filmmaking awards, I'm sure some asshole will nominate for like the Razzies, the dumbest awards ever created. Um, I'm sure it can probably be, you know, nominated for those things. But I, I didn't hate it. You know, that's the best way for me to review it is I didn't hate it. I think it did what it needed to do. I think one of my main issues with the film is it calls itself a slasher film and it goes a long time without any slashing, you know, uh, if you're going to be a slasher horror film, you know, you got to live up to the title there, and, you know, you gotta, you gotta, it has killing in it, don't get me wrong, it has its, it has its slasher moments, but it takes a long time to get there, and I'm not, I'm not against the slow burn, slow burn films are fine, um, it just, I think this movie wanted to be a slasher film, and while doing it, decided they wanted to touch on some topics instead of, following the slasher format if that makes sense uh but overall i think i mean it's a peacock original so if you have peacock yeah it's not gonna hurt you to watch it um i don't you know where you know where i just said we're prey i'm like ah oh, this movie should have been in theaters i don't think this movie should have been in theaters i think it's fine as a peacock original um and i think it's a fine film you know again i don't I, you know Whatever, dude. <laughs> you know, whatever. Uh, Kevin Bacon's in the film. Kevin Bacon's great in it. Freaking Anna. I always mess up her last name. I don't know how to say her last name. Freaking Anna Klumsky? Klumsky. I think it's Klumsky. From freaking My Girl, dude. She's in this movie. 
And again, the cast is, excuse me, cast is LGBTQIA plus for the most part. And I think they all do the job they need to do in the film. Again, I don't hate it. I think it was all right. You know, it didn't bother me while watching it. I didn't have any problems while watching it. I think it, you know, did its job. You know, so uh, I, I say it's worth the check out, especially if you have Peacock. You know, you, you know, just throw that thing on and, you know, enjoy it for an hour and 41 minutes and see what you think. But, you know, I don't think it's all that bad. I don't think it's nearly as bad as being made out to be, but we know how people are. <laughs> you know, and if you just dislike it to dislike it, that's fine too. But as long as you don't dislike it for extremely stupid reasons, then there you go. But uh, there you go, man. Three reviews, dude. Three reviews in one episode. A lot of DC news talk. And I'm going to keep following that as things go on there. Uh, and more movie news, man. So what an episode. <laughs> what an episode. Uh, probably could have done three separate episodes. That's not how I roll, man. I watched all three movies this weekend. I was like, you know what? I'm going to talk about all three of them because they're all brand new. Especially with Day Slash Them. I wanted to give a review on that because it seems like it's getting a lot of hate. And, you know, I, I don't know how fair that hate is for that movie. Um, Bullet Train and Prey are two, two very solid films, two of the top films of the year. Can't wait to figure out my ranking for the year because, again, it's, it's going to be something. But um, uh, between the two, ah, Jesus, I don't know, man. I don't know between the two of those films this weekend, which I enjoyed more. They're both so great on different levels. Uh, if I had to choose, probably put Prey just a little bit over bullet train but has no knock on bullet train bullet train's a fantastic time but um that's gonna do it for this episode again please like and subscribe and share the throw me podcast network with your friends and family man help us grow uh check out all the content we got we got a lot of stuff going on on the youtube as well as uh multiple podcasts man so as always appreciate your time for joining in listen to me ramble on about movie stuff uh wrestling whatever i end up talking about and i'll be back with uh, another new episode talking more dc horror movie news and whatever else i end up talking about but uh as always i thank you for taking the time i hope you all have a wonderful rest of the day week month year whenever you're listening to this and remember that happiness can be found even in the darkest of times if one remembers to turn on the light talk to you next episode